Jets fans, it is the second game of preseason coming up this evening against the Ottawa Senators. This group's going to be a lot younger, while the Jets are going to be fielding a more veteran-heavy presence, and I'm curious to know, how is Bones going to manage some of the more experienced players as they try to corral uh, and get aligned to his new system? We'll see what changes he might make and what improvements I'm hoping to see on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and happy Monday. Welcome to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, just really love and appreciate your support. Now, uh, you know, like I said at the top of this episode, the Jets are going to be rolling into a second game against um, the Ottawa Senators this evening. And after the first game against the Edmonton Oilers for a preseason matchup, um, you would expect that there will be some small changes, maybe some adjustments. Now, I think the most important thing to keep in mind is that the second team that the Jets are going to be fielding is very different than the first. Uh, For one thing, we might see some maybe, you know, like Brad Lambert or something, uh, an injured player or two might return at some point. But, you know, generally speaking, the second group is going to be a lot more veteran heavy. And I think that this for the Jets could be more of a revealing picture of how uh, the, the, the starting season lineup might perform because... Um, obviously, the first game was, I would say, very Manitoba Moose slash rookie heavy, which, you know, with all of the kids struggling to make both an impact and trying to uh, really adapt to Bones' new principles, obviously, you saw some mixed results out there. So what I want to see is, well, aside from the kids trying to uh, keep up and, and really make an impact, how have the veterans taken to this new system? Are, are they adapting nicely? Um, are they prepared to really Go by how Bonus wants to be aggressive and really attack all three zones of the ice. I think it's an interesting question and one that we haven't really had a lot of insight into as this is going to be the first real time we've seen players like Shifley, Connor Ehlers, uh, and the rest really getting into some game action under the new coaching system. So let's take a look at what team the Jets are bringing in. Obviously, the uh, the pairings and stuff are, are going to be a work in progress. Per Murat Ateshev, the Athletic, uh, he thinks it might be Connor Shifley, Ehlers, Perfetti, Lowry, Wheeler, Isamont, Toninato, and Manalainen, then Torgerson, Nikinen, and Limoges at forward. So obviously a couple of names they're missing, Baron, Lambert. Uh, these guys may not be around until later in the week just because a, a number of them have been nursing some upper body injuries, maybe some bruises and stuff that haven't really healed Um, really hoping that Lambert is not injured for too much longer here. They said it was supposed to be short-term, but you never know. Sometimes some of this stuff can be very tricky, and you don't want to aggravate it ahead of the season. 
On defense, he thinks it might be Sandberg Pionk, then Dylan Heinle, and finally Morrissey Lundmark. I think for the most part, all of these pairings and, and combos seem to be pretty, pretty okay. Uh, the one thing I might suspect is that maybe Perfetti gets a look down the middle somewhere. You know, Perfetti has been given the center role throughout the first couple of training camps and stuff, which for me is a very interesting the you know thing to track. Now I will say Perfetti Lowry Wheeler is similar to Perfetti Dubois Wheeler, which we saw um I think during one of the, the the training camps. I forget if it was Team Howardchuck or Team Steen. So that combo might be there to stay. Uh long term I do think Perfetti might be viewed more as a center for this team. And honestly he has the perfect skill set to really do that position well. Uh, I, I don't know that many of our other prospects have the defensive acumen, the understanding of space, and the passing and vision without the hesitancy that kind of comes with playing at center, right? You notice when you look at somebody like Chaz Lucius, you know, if he's not playing out wide and he's playing down the middle, he's thinking about the game a bit more. And sometimes that leads to him maybe not exploding offensively because he's trying to be careful, not overcommit. And he's thinking about his duties as a center that don't always exist to the same degree as playing out wide. So uh, we'll see how this, this combo kind of gets along. And if Bones is really committed to it, I wouldn't mind seeing Perfetti swap to center at some point if he is started out at wing first. Uh, not like I expect that to happen necessarily, but you know, as for the forwards, I think this is a pretty okay lineup. It's sort of a strange version of what you might see heading into the regular season. A few more AHL names here that are probably not going to be in the NHL lineup come uh, the start of October, but for the most part, a, a simulated team that I think gives you a decent picture of the Jets this year. So you know, for better or worse, you're you're looking at a team that's going to be not that dissimilar in principle to what um, the regular season lineup is going to be. And, you know, in terms of the defense, I think you're getting an interesting look at Heinola on the right side again. This is something that the Jets might really be trying here because I'm, I'm wondering if they really want Sandberg to anchor like the third pairing or something. I don't really think that there's many open spots here. Um, I'd be shocked if, if, you know, both Heinola and Sandberg ended up in the lineup together, especially because it seems like Dylan is pegged into this lineup uh, for the regular season. And it, it wouldn't really be something I would expect to see heading into the regular season where, you know, one of the veterans is displaced unless Dylan gets traded. So something to keep an eye on. But for the time being, of course, it's just preseason. Uh, Sandberg, Pionk, I don't know if we're going to really uh, expect to see a lot here. But, you know, Dylan Heinola, definitely one I'm keeping an eye on, and I'm hoping for big things from this pairing. Now, you know, from a more holistic perspective, I have a couple of things that I want to see this group really accomplish and maybe adapt to a little bit better than some of the kids did in the first game against the Oilers. We'll talk about what this is, and then towards the end, we'll talk about the group that the uh, the, the Sens are bringing, because um, Ottawa's lineup is is obviously very different at the NHL level than it was last year. But the group that they have for the second preseason game, it's not exactly one that I think is going to give the Jets the hardest time. But you never know. Maybe something will surprise us. We'll take a look at what names could stand out for the Jets as danger players and what I think might happen in the second game overall in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at BetOnline.net. 
BetOnline is your number one source for all of your football betting info this season, whether you're into NCAA college stuff or you're more into the NFL pro side of things. They've got all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every single game and team you need. They have everything starting from the beginning of the season up until the present, and they've even got futures for you if you're looking more ahead and hoping to uh, put some money down on stuff that you think might happen, or maybe you even think you know who's going to be either the college champion or the professional champion for the NFL and uh, eventually a Super Bowl winner. So you'll have all that stuff available to you. And of course, as live betting up to the minute, just about everything in between for every single sport out there, whether you're looking for NHL hockey, again, football, like I said, already covered, MLB baseball as we're heading into the postseason, uh, even auto racing, horse racing. If you can dream it, it's there. And they've also got Vegas casino games for those of you who might want something a little bit different than sports. They really are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all, your, all of your favorite games and events featuring everything from boxing, golf, um, and all of the sports we just mentioned to maybe even some live pop cultural events. So be sure to head on over to betonline.net to check in and create your free account right now because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Like I said earlier, we are taking a look at the Jets lineup um, and trying to get a read on what Winnipeg might be doing in the second game against uh, the Ottawa Senators. They had their first preseason game against the Oilers, and now it is time for the Jets to take on a little bit of a different looking group in the Sens team. Now, the Jets are bringing a mostly veteran unit, which for me, I think means we're going to see more organized play. Uh, One of the big things that I kind of want to see Winnipeg work on is maybe some of that defensive organization. I think yesterday or in, in Sunday's game, we saw really fast um, and really loose play from the team, which was fun, right? It created some good scoring opportunities. I think the Jets had some interesting offensive zone possessions. There was a good cycle game and it was a little bit more fluid than we've seen with previous Jets teams, but it did come at a cost. And that usually meant that Winnipeg was conceding odd man rushes constantly. Um, It wasn't just a handful of them. It was like just about every other sequence was an odd man counter, which when you're pinching so aggressively that high up the ice and you're trying to intercept puck carriers and stuff and harass them the whole way, it does kind of open you up to maybe a few lapses here and there. And especially because the Jets were bringing such a young uh, and AHL heavy team uh, to the first game, obviously you didn't have as much veteran experience at a very high level. And so, you know, what kind of happened was more or less what I would have expected. You know, the Jets took chances. Occasionally they made some really bad mistakes and they got bit on a number of them to where, you know, you lost four or nothing. But like I said, in the you know, the previous episode talking about this game, there were some things, again, from a holistic standpoint and from like a philosophical standpoint as to how, you know, bonus wants his team playing. I, I still took maybe as like a positive, right? Again, you know, it's just preseason, so don't read into things too, too much. But the main thing that I'm looking for is, you know, what are the core principles of how Bonus wants this team to play? And can he actually convince them to follow the plan that he's got and, you know, live up to a lot of the interesting principles that he's laid out in some of his pressers 
And so far, I'm, I'm seeing it, right? I, I'm suspecting there is here uh, a good foundation for the Jets to build on, and it seems like from the first game at least, Winnipeg is listening. Now, from the second game, um, I'd really like to see some some of the depth players really ste- step up. Um, you know, Tananato has been around for a bit, but Sakumana Linen, I think, had a really interesting showing in the first game. Very physical, very aggressive, was constantly harassing puck carriers, had a couple of interesting scoring opportunities where maybe he just missed a pass across the crease or something, and it ended up not going the way we would have liked. But, you know, maybe he gets another chance in this game. I thought Eisenman was also really active attacking the slot area. And, you know, against this, this like, Sens team that's not exactly Ottawa caliber, you know, they might have a little bit more room to work. So this would be a really good time for them to show off and impress us. Uh, also, from Henry Nikonen, I'd really like to see him maybe make a push for, like, a depth role at some point with Winnipeg. I would love him to anchor, like, our third or fourth line at some point. You know, he's a big body. He's got pretty good... Uh, offensive positioning and an understanding of space. And, you know, he's got decently soft hands, but he hasn't really shown off a lot of that ability yet. You know, the first couple of, you know, camp games and stuff, I felt like he was doing an okay job on the forecheck, but not really able to contribute a ton elsewhere yet. So this might be a chance for him to really show off. I think Torgerson, Nikonen, Limoges might be more of like a preview for a potential first or second line with a Manitoba Moose more than anything, because Obviously, the Jets are going to be looking at Gustafson and maybe one or two others to get promoted. And so uh, that's going to leave the Moose trying to figure out how to create offense. And I think this could be a really useful unit at the AHL level, even if it's not really something I would expect from the NHL unit. Now, as far as the defense is concerned, um, like I said, I would like to see a little bit more organization. The first game's pairings were very youthful, and I think that definitely showed Sandberg, Pionk, I'm kind of focusing here on Pionk because uh, Neil, of course, last season had a really rough year, and I'm kind of hoping that he recovers and shows us some more of that that great form he had when he was one of our better defenders uh, in the North Division. But, you know, whether you really think that's going to be the version of him we we see or you expect him to kind of have this again, uh, you know, down season, this is a chance for him to kind of have a clean slate to start off from and really show that he is a $6 million defender because, you know, in very practical terms, that is kind of what we're looking at with him. So, you know, hopefully he and Sandberg can find some good chemistry. It'd be nice if that could be a pairing the Jets could rely on over the next couple of years. But, you know, Neil does have some serious work to to get through, and hopefully he has recovered and, and gotten himself back in a better position, uh, both physically and mentally, as he's getting into uh, the game state. You know, Dylan and Heinola, I think you pretty much know what to expect here. The only thing I kind of wonder with this pairing is if it's really going to have great chemistry. Heinola tends to thrive when you have somebody who's a more aggressive puck carrier with you and offensively gifted like Schmidt, somebody who's thinking on that same wavelength, uh, looking for quick passes, trying to get up the ice quickly and doing a lot of one touch passing stuff that gets you really rapid zone because it's Dylan's not that kind of guy. So I'm curious to know if that's going to work out. And Heinola also playing on his offhand is maybe another thing to kind of keep an eye on. Is he going to really thrive on this right side or are we going to see him more be um, a purely left-sided defender? Morrissey Lundmark. I mean, I don't think that there's much here to really uh, be crazy about. I mean, you're just hoping that Lundmark can keep up and give Morrissey the support he needs 
Josh, for the most part, we're just looking for a pairing partner for him that doesn't have to be DeMello because I think Dylan and Morrissey have done fabulously together, but it'd be nice if you have DeMello to also work with some of the other, you know, younger players to try and fix one of these pairings Uh, because right now there's just not enough depth to go around and DeMello's, you know, ability to be a really nice complimentary D and elevate the game of another maybe more raw defender, I I think makes him super valuable to this team. But it also means that, you know, he's constantly attached to Morrissey Sip and maybe that doesn't always help uh, some of the pairing arrangements. So we'll see if Morrissey Lundmark might be maybe a hidden weapon for this team. I'm not expecting it to be. I think Lundmark is probably not that guy, but you know, hope springs eternal as we're trying to salvage something from this roster and get the team squared away for this upcoming season. But we've talked a lot about the Jets. What exactly are we going to see out of the Ottawa Senators? We'll take a look at their roster and maybe some names to identify, uh, some particular talents that are going to be interesting to keep an eye out for as Ottawa rolls into town and brings in a fairly youthful group like we saw with the Jets uh, in Edmonton the other night. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We are closing out tonight with uh, some interesting thoughts on what has been a, a, I wouldn't say like fascinating start to preseason, but certainly one that has my attention more so than previous years. Uh, this is going to be a really big change for, I think, a lot of the Jets players. And, you know, it's going to be an adjustment period, right? So second game in, we're going to see more of the veterans, guys like Connor, Shifley, Ehlers, Wheeler, um, Lowry. These guys, I think, are going to adapt to Bones' system a little bit more gracefully than the Jets kids and uh, Manitoba Moose players did. But of course, you really want them to also be tested against difficult competition. And for the second game of the preseason, we're not really getting that. Uh, this this Sens lineup that's going to be arriving to me is, is a lot different than I was expecting. You know, Ottawa has had a really massive offseason. They have completely overhauled the team. It doesn't look anything like the Sens of the past couple of years. But the version of the Sens that the Jets are getting on Tuesday, uh, it's going to be a little bit light, right? So a couple of names to keep an eye out for. Um, Shane Pinto, of course, uh, who's actually been rumored as part of some sort of trade negotiation for Jakob Chikrin. Uh, that trade hasn't really gone anywhere as far as I know. But Pinto has been one of their more, I guess, highly touted uh, forward prospects, somebody who might be maybe a second or a third line center at some point. I don't know if he's going to be like a really big danger man for Ottawa. He'll probably be somewhere in their middle or top six in this preseason matchup, but I don't know who he's going to be playing with. Maybe they'll bring in Michael Dow Cole here on his wing. Dow Cole, of course, was one of those players that I identified as a potential like PTO kind of guy. Uh, Obviously he's been a little bit up and down throughout his career. You know, at one point he was very, a heralded prospect for the Islanders never really shot off the kind of scoring touch at the NHL level that I think they were really hoping for, but still, you know, I wouldn't say that he has like a particularly high ceiling right now, but you're looking for some offensive value in your middle six or bottom six. Maybe this is a chance for him to show off and give the Sens a little bit of depth scoring. Aside from that, you know, the rest of the forward unit, it's a little bit rough. Matthew Joseph might be one of the most dangerous players on this team. And, you know, Joseph, again, has mostly been cast in a more depth role where he's been doing pretty well for the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
Uh, since joining the Sens, I don't know how his game has progressed, whether he's really taken that next step or if he's mostly in a more um, complimentary role. Joseph, I remember for the Lightning, was a really fun player on like your third or your fourth line. Somebody who brings a little bit of skill, uh, a bit of speed, and just a little bit of extra juice for um, a depth player role that you know they they've t- typically like to roll all four lines and guys like these make that possible. But you know, in an elevated role for the Sens, who knows if that's really going to translate? So something to keep an eye on. But I'm, I'm you know I'm sure against the Jets. He'll have maybe a couple of opportunities, but I, I would think it's probably going to be a little bit limited. Uh, Tyler Mott is also going to be arriving. Mott, of course, has spent some time with Vancouver and the Rangers. He's more of a defensively minded forward, but you know, given that this team is running a lot of Belleville players, um, he might get into their top six alongside like maybe uh, Derek Broussard or something, maybe even Shane Pinto. And so, you know, looking at this team, you can really see for the most part, the sense have brought guys who I would expect to be filtering more into uh, the bottom of the roster than the top. Not a lot of high-end offense here, not a ton going on. Um, but still, I mean, you don't want to take it lightly because you never know. Maybe they really surprise you with some great scoring jump and suddenly Winnipeg finds itself on the wrong end of an embarrassing preseason outing. Uh, now, looking at the defense, this is where things get a little bit more interesting. They've got some interesting names like uh, Jacob Bernard Docker, who's pretty uh, impressive as a prospect and somebody that I think Ottawa is very much counting on being um, a top four pairing defender kind of guy down the road. They've also got Eric Brandstrom, who's really looking to try and finally make the break. Um, it's been hard for him to really get into the Sens lineup on a consistent basis. And of course, when he was part of that, what was it, the Mark Stone trade or something, uh, you know, he was considered like Vegas's crown jewel, but they traded him away pretty easily. And I think we've seen over the past couple of seasons, you know, the Knights have definitely gotten the better end of that deal. So this is kind of a make or break season for Brandstrom. If he doesn't really cut it this year, I don't know if he's ever going to really make the Suns lineup. So yeah, he needs to have a big camp. And then Jakob Larson, of course, he's been a reliable top six defender for um, the, the Anaheim Ducks. I don't know what he's been doing since then, other than probably just kind of in and out of lineups. It seems like he's been moving to a number of different, uh, uh, you know, transfer periods up and down between the, the the ducks and the gulls. So if he can finally land a spot here with, you know, the Ottawa senators and really sees a longer term lineup role. I, I remember him having pretty good underlying numbers. Be interesting to see if he can resurrect those for a sense team that doesn't exactly have a super, super deep roster on the back end. So a lot to kind of take in there uh, again. I, I think the jets should have a pretty good outing against this team. You know, there's not really a lot of scoring output, but, you know, one thing they're going to have to be careful with is because guys are looking to really make an impression and show off for Ottawa's front office, you know, there might be some some heavier hits and stuff. So, you know, hopefully Winnipeg kind of keeps their guys safe, protects the players out there on the ice, and the Jets get through this game, showcasing the new uh, bonus system, but, uh, you know, escaping any serious injuries and setbacks for this team. I'd be curious to know what you want to see out of the squad and what you're hoping Winnipeg accomplishes. Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Uh, the game will be this evening, so you can expect my thoughts uh, from what I'm able to watch on Wednesday, and hopefully I'll catch enough of it to give you some really good thoughts on who has really stood out and which players seem to be adapting towards bonuses system and what guys might still have some some work to do uh, in terms of getting on the same page as what bonus is asking for. But 
Uh, for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the world of hockey with your uh, your favorite podcast. It's it's free to subscribe, so do so right now. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.